Welcome in to this special edition of Motor City Realist. I'm your host, M Brown OH21. That's how I'm gonna refer to myself. It's Zach Mack over here. Uh, this is playoff playoff episode. Yeah, so right. we'll get into that for uh, one pride here. Zach, how we how how we doing? Holidays came, went. How, how's everything going? Yeah, um, you know, doing well. I heard you guys had a uh, quite quite the snowstorm up there. Um, yeah, you know, we got a little cold front down here, but it, it felt like early spring in the Midwest, so it wasn't yeah, too bad. But, uh, high sixties, low seventies. We were we were in the forties for a couple of days, so oh, you know, nice. it, was, it was a little chilly. But but uh, no, you're I you're you're saying your thermostat couldn't keep up, so you know, good, no, good to see you made it through that. Yes, I know. We we actually we have. I mean, we are. We joke around. We are the most consistent unconsistent show that there is around on the probably the the belly up media network um you know it, it is what it is um kind of life happens we're both you know you're you're uh, uh house hunting i had obviously during the, the holidays and stuff we had a snow uh, storm we didn't get tons of snow but it was just more so the wind coming through um but but yeah you know i, I referenced this show being the playoff episode obviously uh lions not playoffs yet but i mean i mean i mean i mean what, what can we say i mean we got flex to the sunday night game uh playoffs are bust you know i mean green bay in green bay so it might as well be a playoff game yeah that's right and and you know no no monday night games on the last week of the season so we are the last game of the season so it's going to be the prime of the prime time it's going to be good stuff and uh yeah yeah the only difference with it not being a playoff game is that we also need uh, Seattle to lose, but uh, yeah, other than that, and, which know, is an early game, so there could be a whole point to this game, yeah, not so much. But I can't imagine even if uh, Seattle were to win that, uh, it's going to change a whole lot because uh, as you continue to see, Aaron Rodgers keeps taking shots slightly uh, against the, the Lions, yeah. and, and then I uh, we, we tweeted it today. I don't know Zach if you had a chance to see Pat McAfee. Uh, pretty much kind of doubled down. I don't know if you saw this earlier. Uh, he basically reached out to the Lions front office, said, hey, let's get Dan Campbell on. They responded, no, there's a lot going on this week. And he went on uh, a tangent about how the Lions fucking suck, blah, blah, blah. We're the only show that has them on TV to make them. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, the whole time Aaron Rodgers is on his show, so I'm just sitting here thinking. Yeah. And he says, you know what? The Lions better win now because come Monday I'm going to have this microphone. And I'm just like thinking to myself, okay, well, he issued an apology, kind of backtracked a little, but, uh, but either way, you know, uh, the whole, uh, you know, I love Pat McAfee, but I was, I was surprised because he was giving a lot of love to Detroit, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, a lot's happened since we, we last talked, obviously we, we shot ourselves in the foot, the loss to Carolina, uh, had a big win. I, I mean, we should have beat the bears regardless, but a big win as far as, uh, you know, points, it wasn't close. So it was kind of one of those games where you could walk away from the TV and you don't have to really worry about it in, in past where you never know what's yeah. going to happen. So I don't know. Uh, you know, I haven't talked a whole lot because you've been busy. I mean, have you had a chance to to watch any of the games, any of the recaps or anything like that? I mean, I, I the more they win, the more I just try and stay away from it, you know. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's like you said, shot ourselves in the foot with that Carolina game, which makes me nervous with, you know, uh, my brother was actually showing me splits with with golf playing outdoors. Um, you know, obviously those are all away games because our home games are inside. So a little nervous about the game in Lambeau, but um, 
you know, for all intents and purposes, if we're gonna if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna bring a Super Bowl back to the Motor City, we got to win out. So yeah, it starts here. And 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 it's funny they were very very low key. Uh, golf actually broke the the home record for I, I guess home games for for uh, passing touchdowns at home. He passed he uh, passed Stafford's record last week. Oh. Uh, I think he's got like twenty three or twenty four maybe now. Um, so yes, you go to. You look at that statistic, uh, he's having a great year. I continue to be one of his biggest supporters early on. You know, you and I have discussed this while people are tearing him down. Um, still feel strongly about going into the draft and not worrying about a quarterback, especially after, uh, you know, certain – I think Bryce Young had a great game and C.J. Stroud played out of his mind against Georgia. But I still don't think that those are the guys that are going to come in. Uh, but re- but regardless um, – yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because, like you said, him on the road is a, is a totally different guy. I think he's still a pretty good game manager. Um, you know, it's nice to see. Last time we talked, it's funny because we've had some time off. Last time we talked, we talked about you know turf versus grass, and you know you see Swift. Swift is now playing a lot more, getting a lot more. Uh, you, you can tell he's healthy. He's getting back to himself. They're giving him more carries. The running game, you know, we set the the record last week. Uh, you know, for for or not, I shouldn't say the record, the the highest uh, rushing yards this season. Uh, it's good to see these guys going, but you know, this is Lambeau Field in December. You know what what you know what can't you expect? Uh, I haven't seen the game time temperatures, but obviously it's going to be uh, a Sunday night game, which we got flexed to that, which is really cool um, because we didn't have any primetime games this year. Yeah. Uh, but it just goes to show that you know we're. I guess my, my question would be, and uh, what's up, Sports Scramble guys? Those guys jumping on. Uh, Zach threw that up there. Appreciate you guys jumping in. Uh, for those of you guys that know, don't know, obviously listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube as well, so we take some comments here. But, but Zach, uh, you know, going into this game, um, you know, we were up and down on wins, losses all season long. And, uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll take a prediction in a little bit. But where you're, where you're at now, uh, to a few episodes ago, are you are you are you like are you satisfied with the season? Yeah, yeah, I would say satisfied. I mean, you know, I, I said early on that I, I even I think we were we were one in something, and I was giving us I think two you wins. down to three wins. Yeah. Um. So yeah, eight and eight. Obviously, love that. It raises the expectations for next year, which makes me a little nervous. But at the same time. I, I don't see any way that, you know, we go back to a, a three and 14 team or anything like that next year. So it, you know, it, it puts some pressure on the division, which I like. And uh, you know, now it's just, it's just, you know, you're playing for even, even if uh, Seattle wins in the early slate, you know, you're playing for an above 500 season, which oh, you, know, yeah. you can't, you can't really be mad at as a Lions fan, especially with the way the season started. So I'm I, I've been happy with the season. Um, I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts? We we both kind of had them around 500 in our initial prediction. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, actually Dan Campbell said it well. Like, you know, we're we're to the point now where, you know, they they knew in the organization in the locker room what they were building. You know, they you know everybody from the outside, you know, we were excited from Hard Knocks. Oh, this is going to be fun to watch, and then they kind of laid an egg, and everyone's like, whoa. But they knew what they were doing. They got on track uh, based off the record. You know, they beat some good teams. They lost some bad teams, but you're going to have that. I mean, that's a professional sport for you. But Campbell said, you know, no matter what happens, they're going to do everything they can Sunday. But this solidifies what they're going for. So next season, they're not going to be like, oh, we need to be here. No. 
or, or we need to be at this point of the season. No, it's like, okay, we're going to be here at this point. So we're going to, you know, play for a division next year as opposed to just squeaking in the playoffs. And, and that's still to say, you know, we're not guaranteed a playoff spot this year. But I think even if we lose to, to Green Bay, that would be a, a tough pill to swallow because my hatred for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, you know, this season has has had tons of ups and downs. But, I mean, the last half of the season has been extremely crazy uh, for a fan perspective, you know, to because, I mean, it's been years since we've strung, we've strung this many, many games together. So, so going yeah. into Green Bay, yeah, my expectations are high. I just feel like anytime there's a primetime game against Green Bay, you know, that, that Hail Mary, you know, a couple of years ago, it's just like, man, it's just one of those things. It's like setting itself up for failure, failure. And it's almost like the Ohio State-Georgia game. I went into that game, no expectations. I thought Ohio State was going to get smoked. So when they were where they were at, it, was, it wasn't as, as tough a pill to swallow, you know. So, yeah. so I think that's kind of where I'm setting myself up, looking forward to next season. If they squeak in, that's great. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things about the defense that they've really shored up. They've done good, but uh, I don't want to go to the playoffs and get embarrassed because, I mean, you're going to walk in as a wild card and play the number two seed, you know, or something like that. So, or, or however or however it's going to work, you know. So Yeah. I, I, I mean, especially looking forward next year with, with what we've done with the last half of this season, you know, the Bears are what they are, and and I really don't think there's any worry around them. And and we're essentially fighting with the Packers for that last playoff spot. So you know that's going to be a battle going forward. And then the Vikings getting you know as quote unquote lucky as they did throughout the season. You know who knows if they can repeat that next year, and and they could very well be a close to 500 team too. So I, I think it's an exciting you know. We finally have a chance to. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say win the division, but at least you know get towards the the home stretch of the, of the season competing for a division, which, which we haven't done in God knows how long, you know? I mean, obviously green Bay got hot at the right time. I mean, when we were talking weeks ago, green Bay wasn't even on the radar. It was Minnesota was running away from it or running away with it. We could easily slide in the number two, you know, beat up on Chicago. And of course green Bay is now continuing to play. They're playing good football. It, as much as I hate Aaron Rodgers, he's like Tom Brady. If he's on the team, there's always an opportunity for them to win. Uh, you know, you got Christian Watkins, those guys on that that side of the ball off- offensively that are starting to come around. And <clears throat> I don't know, but I really like our matchup because I feel like as bad as our defense is in, again, they, they've gotten better. But I feel like our, our defensive line, especially these two rookies, are really, really playing some great ball right now. <clears throat> um, you know, rushing the pass. I think we had seven sacks this past week in Granite. You know, <clears throat> Fields is excuse me. <clears throat> Fields is a totally different quarterback, but I'm excited to, to see this matchup. Uh, I'm not too concerned about the receiving core. It's just about you know putting pressure on Rodgers because that first game we put pressures on Rodgers and he just absolutely had nothing to do. And and when you're losing the Detroit Lions in his mind, it's the end of the world. So it's kind of like rattling his cage. Yeah, and and I get nervous about this last game because I do. I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that there's a level of scriptedness to the NFL and, and, you know, with this Packers run and, and they're going to flex it to the last game of the season. And especially since they don't need anything from Seattle, you know, all they got to do is win, you know, it's just, it's a perfect, it's a perfect, right, right script writing, I guess, to get, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers at the home stretch of his career into the playoffs. So that, that makes me a little nervous, but you know, I, either way, whether they win or lose, and especially if Seattle wins, then it's really there's really, you know, we're just kind of watching the game to 
to to spoil Green Bay's chances, which yeah. would which would be cool. But. Exactly. I mean that that's just as good in itself, and I think yeah. that's why Detroit, regardless, will go in with that mindset because we we weren't supposed to sniff the playoffs this year, and here we are, you know, with an opportunity. And you talk about scripted. Granted, this isn't scripted by any means, but last game of the season, we're flexed against Green Bay, the team that will essentially take it from us or not. Well, I mean Seattle, I guess. And of course, the team we have to root for is a team that we hold their draft pick. Yeah. So, you know, what's the, you know, the, so much that goes behind it. You couldn't even write this stuff. You know, I mean, Baker Mayfield's came in and played great for them, um, the Rams, uh, you know. So, you know, here, here's the hoping that we get one more win. I've seen a few mock drafts. I don't know if you've seen any mock drafts. Uh, I don't get really big into them, but, you know, I've seen two def- defensive players taking one actually recently kind of. Kind of was okay. I saw Joey Porter Jr. He's a cornerback from uh, Penn State, and then I saw Clemson's linebacker in the, the late first round. So I liked not necessarily those two picks, but I liked that the direction uh, defense. Um, no matter what people are saying, I, I'm still again. I alluded to earlier. I'm still on the golf train. He, he's he's uh, playing his best football this season. Uh, you know. Williams is is now healthy. You can see it's weird though. I don't know if you you've seen much of it, but I feel like every time that he goes to Williams, it's like a horrible throw. He throws in the dirt. I don't know what's going on, but but uh, either way, it, it's good to see. Uh, so hopefully we can shore up the defense. Um, we've played a lot better, but but yeah, I mean obviously the only way this, it could have been written better is if Stafford yeah. was still playing for the Rams, and and it was basically oh, Stafford yeah, was, was, was yeah. getting the Lions yeah, into the playoffs. The Lions. Yeah, like that. That would have been that would have been amazing. He essentially eliminates if he loses, but yeah, he could win. But yeah, it's the whole concept and, and everything behind it is totally crazy. So, I'm, um, you know, you know, I know this is this is still early on in the, in the show. I want to talk a little uh, wings, and I want to talk a little bit about the college football playoff that we we witnessed, which I'm sure everybody, obviously, me being a a Buckeye fan, you know, here yeah, I'm a Lions fan, but uh, I'll talk a little bit about that, but um. You know, we'll, we'll kind of get right into it. Do you think – I mean, you can give me a prediction or you can just tell me, you know, do you think – I'm talking more so um, just the, just Lions-Packers. Regardless mm-hmm. of what happened, what what do you think the outcome is going to be in that game? And do you think that uh, – you know, is, is there a chance that we are worried about a tight game or they're blowing us out or we really just kind of go in there and just reach for the jugular and just take it? Yeah, my gut feeling is that that we we don't win the game, um, and I don't I don't like to be pessimistic, but I, I I think that it's like a it's like a Aaron Rodgers has the ball at the end, you know, and and he's either yeah. he, he's either driving down for a game when he touchdown or um, you know he's taking a knee or, or or something. It's you know I don't think it's a I don't think it's a close or I mean I don't think it's a blowout either way, but. Um, I don't know. I and I saw today, like, like full roster wise, full team wise, I feel like we have a better team than Green Bay. You know, obviously we don't we don't have an Aaron Rodgers on our team, but I, I saw Swift, I think it was Swift today said that when, when everyone's clicking, he thinks that they've got a top five offense in the league. Uh yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. I I I, I wanna know if, if you would agree with him. Um you know, it sounded like he said it in a way that was like, he's not going to say they're the best offense. Obviously there's some dynamic offenses in the NFL, but even, even top five, I think is a, is a hefty proclamation to make. You know, I know golf 
had that insane stretch where he didn't turn the ball over. And and so the offense is good, but top five, I, I, I don't know. Like, could you see them being a top five offense next year? Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing, though. I mean, uh, statistically, I mean, I, I, obviously that's all driven by stats. You know, like you said, the beginning of the season, we were, you know, top three. We were number one. Uh, a lot of that had to do with points. But, yeah, I do because, I mean, you got you – got, obviously you're going to have Kansas City. You're going to have Buffalo. I would assume you're going to have to – as long as they keep the receiving core in uh, Cincinnati together uh, and, and mixing, you know, they're going to be up there. But, I mean, really, like, the expectation this year on, on Dallas was they're going to be great. Now they're starting to turn it around. You know, they probably have an opportunity to scratch that top five. So I would say, if not top five, right outside the top five, definitely top ten. Yeah, um, I would have definitely said those four teams. You said I would also add Philly in there, I think. But Oh, yeah. How can I leave, yeah. How can I leave out Philly? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, I think you're right. I think they could scratch top five offense, you know. Especially I mean, with like, you were talking about Jameson Williams. I mean, you get you get a whole nother offseason with him getting some timing down with golf. And and I think, you know, some of those throws look a little different. Like, obviously, Williams is probably a lot faster receiver than golf is used to throwing to. So oh, yeah. he's just got to get that timing down. But I, I, I also liked hearing that confidence out of Swift. And, and it kind of makes me change my tone where I was okay with you know, kind of parting ways with Swift because we've got Jamal Williams in the in the backfield, but I, I think we want somebody like Swift around and and I would kind of well, be yeah. to see him go. You and I talked about it and I said it too. Like I just didn't know what was going on with it. I mean, was he really that banged up? Was it a mental thing? But now he's you know, he's he's healthy, he's getting healthy and he's playing great. And yeah, you want to hear that from him because I didn't know, you know, is that a good situation? What's going on? Although I think you really can't not get along or not want to you know jamal williams to succeed so i think that's an easy guy to be you know batman and robin to or, or whatever that they want to do you know that's i think now anymore now you have to have two good backs you know and, and they definitely definitely complement each other but it's good to hear his mindset that that's where he is because yeah i wasn't sure if he was checked out more so uh you know looking at, and that's one thing hey uh, i text you a uh, big christmas present uh, i got a signed authenticated uh swift jersey uh, very excited. Going to get that thing, uh, you know, mounted. Nice. So I'm really excited about that. I've got jerseys. I don't have any signed jerseys, um, but really, really excited about that. So that, that'll be a nice little collection uh, behind the bar, which is, is how I've kind of set everything up now, which another thing too, I don't even know if you may be able to pick it up on the microphone. If you hear some buzzing, which it may be horrible is, is the only bad thing is I have a uh, literally a refrigerator back here. And when it kicks on and off, you can hear <laughs> So I'm no, hoping I can't that doesn't get I can't, I can't too bad. It. Okay, but um, so so you you're saying, you know, you're thinking maybe it's going to come down to the last uh, you know, drive something like that late in the game. Uh, while your expectations are, are high on the team, you're not necessarily thinking we're going to win. You know, I I kind of feel that way. I feel I here's how I'll put it: if if Seattle wins and the Lions go into this game knowing that they didn't make the playoffs, they're still going to give everything. It's going to be a great game. But I think they lose because I just think, you know, that that's a tough pill to swallow, especially the, the uphill climb that they've had. But I think if somehow the Rams pull it off early, that's just enough for the Lions to get behind to really go in with all the comments that Rodgers has made, the team, even in Lambeau, to go in there and, and, and do this. Because I feel like even though Green Bay, some of those guys are getting back healthy, you know, he's got a banged up Aaron Jones or some other guys that seem like they can't stay healthy. I'm sure it's going to be cold. 
regardless, I really am excited because I think last time we played them, um, I think eight of their guys got knocked out by injury during the game or something like that, Green Bay. So, um, you know, that that was when we were kind of laying the wood. So yeah. I kind of in your camp regarding that. But I think uh, the biggest tell, to, uh, you know, sign would be if the Rams win and give us that opportunity to really make the playoffs. Do you think – I just thought about this. Do you think there's any chance that the Lions just collectively agree or put forth a rule or in any sort of way just don't pay attention to the Seahawks-Rams Rams game and they go into their Sunday night game having no idea or doing their best to have no idea what happened in that game? Is there any chance I, of that or do you think they're watching it? I didn't think about that, but I figure – most situations like that, the team gets together and probably watches the game like all together, you know. That's kind of what I would see. But that is a different perspective, which uh, a nice little wrinkle that I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Dan Campbell kind of puts in there. But I think based off of social media, everything that, you yeah. know, somebody would get wind of it, you know. Yeah, at the very least, I'm sure like even if they were, even if they didn't or they tried not to watch it, you know, running out in the field, you know, Packers fans are going to be yelling left and right, you know, whether or not the Lions have a chance to get in. So. I'm sure they would know either way. I was just curious if, because it seems like a Dan Campbell thing to do, you know? Yeah. But uh, anyways, as we uh, get ready to move on, this is like I alluded to, this is our playoffs. Week 18, Green Bay on the road, flex them uh, Sunday night game. What more could you ask for? Uh, there's a lot to be excited about in Detroit. I know I've said that about, you know, young talent across the board, whether it's the, the Pistons, Lions, Wings. Um, but I mean, you know, we always go back and forth, you know, which which franchise, which franchise, which organization will do it first. And this is really exciting to see where we were to where we are in the middle of the season to where we are now and kind of build on it going into next season. Because, like I said, you know, it's one of those things where, OK, we're not going to be like, oh, we need to be here. We go into the season where we're like, okay, we're here and now this is what we're doing. It's kind of like building on it as opposed to saying, oh, we should be doing this. So, so really excited. So, I think we're both on the same page. If the Rams were to pull it off, I think that gives us a little bit of oomph. So, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, check out the Twitter and stuff like that. We'll have uh, updates during the game and stuff like that. But, uh, but uh, Zach, we'll get, uh, you know, wings right now. We'll, we'll transition into the wings right now. I always ask you for the wings update. Uh, it's been a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you checked the score they're playing right now on TNT. The Devils right now. When I came down, uh, we were intermission the first. Uh, it was zero zero. I haven't checked the score. How are yeah, we looking? Just it up. Yeah, we're down to nothing now at the end of the second. Um, yeah, just like that. Yeah. Um, Devils are a good team though. So Red Wings are dealing with a lineup shakeup too. Um, you know, of course. Yeah, Ryan's. I was just gonna say Ryan here. has to. Yeah, he's just like lurking in the shadows waiting yeah. for it. Yeah, he was waiting for that ever since we uh we, we took down the Jets. But um <laughs> <laughs> no man, I you know, Vrana cleared waivers yesterday, which I think there was only like five five or six teams that had the cap space to even claim him and and a couple others could have could have done some like long term IR moves to to clear space for him. But um yeah, no, he cleared, so we made some space for Robbie Fabry coming back and uh you know, it's just been a lot of shakeup and, and they have, it's, it's weird because we're like fifth in the division right now, but uh, we've only won, like we won the second fewest amount of games. Um, I think we've we won have, three or four recently. Yeah. And but... we just, we just have seven overtime losses. So we, which is yeah. like tied with a few other teams for the most in the league. So we are, uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting those loser points as I like to call them. But um, so speaking of uh, the Rana thing, 
Um, I, I saw different things on social media. Was that a shock to you or? Yeah, there's a lot of theories flying around. Um, you know, some people saying like these GMs talk to each other before stuff like that happens. And they're, you know, Steve, Steve's making a deal with those other teams saying, Hey, don't claim him. And you know, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I think it was more of a case. He's coming back from the, uh, you know, the player assistance program. So, um, you know, and and it's very personal to him on what he was dealing with. So I don't think, you know, a lot of people probably just don't know what he's dealing with. And to take that amount of uh, cap, which I think was five and a half million for the next two years, it was a total of 11 million. um, And just to not know how close he was to return because he was already going to do an AHL conditioning stint. So maybe teams just didn't want to take that risk and pay the money for, for a guy that they weren't sure how close he was to a comeback. I, I don't know. You know, I think it's all speculation and we won't may never yeah. know. Um, and, you know. And that's what I say too. I mean, it could very well go down to, you know, maybe he had a conversation with, with the organization and said, you know, I don't essentially want you to, to, you know, uh, you know, have a roster spot for no reason, essentially, or, or you know, if yeah. I'm not ready and I, and I don't have plans, you know, maybe like you said, he's been very tight lipped about things. Absolutely. I mean, that that's I think they've shown a lot of respect in the whole situation. Maybe that again, like you said, it's all speculation. We may never know. You know, he may come out and say X, Y and Z. But uh, but yeah, I kind of felt like it was kind of left field just because of the whole situation. I think the whole situation, too, is kind of what put it more in the limelight as opposed to if it was a player that maybe was struggling or not playing up to par, you know, it'd be like no big deal. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I saw that and, and we talked about that. But uh, but like you said, you know, we we've I think they said you said we we're fifth. They were, you know, kind of looking at like a wild card. When I was listening to TNT earlier, you know, they're they're kind of fighting for the wild card, or essentially that's kind of what they have their eyes on. Um, and, and I don't know, I'm not the hockey guy, obviously. So I was just listening to the analysts on TNT, and but um, you know, talk about. I feel like across the board, I, again, I just said that with the, this with the Lions. I said it with the Wings, you know, tons of young talent. But I, I look at the, the NHL in general, and you've got Ovi, you've got Sid and all these guys, you know, getting to be the old dogs, getting ready to, to go. But I feel like every team may not be loaded, but I feel like they have one young stud, like really, really young stud. And some, you know, a couple. I feel like the the NHL now, by, by no means is there so much parity as, you know, there's – this, but I, do you feel like there's a, a lot of young talent in the NHL right now? Yeah, and I, I feel like it, it just keeps getting younger. Um, yeah, well, I think yeah, as the trip, which is which is crazy. But but then you've also got you know McDavid, who's still absolutely running the league and and yes. is barely like getting into his prime, which is insane. But. But yeah, it, you're right. It seems like everybody has that young stud, and and obviously, you know, that brings Larkin back into the the spotlight because he hasn't signed his contract yet. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And I don't know if you saw what um, Paul Bissonnette, they call him Biz on on TNT, asked him before the game today. They had him on oh. 15 minutes before the game started, and he asked him, he asked Larkin, you know, are you going to be in a Red Wings jersey next year? Which is like put him on the spot. You know, yeah, and Larkin's like, dude, I got a game in 15 minutes. Like, come on. Like, you know, like, obviously we're trying – I hope so. But, like, you know, we're working through all that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Can I just play the game? So, that was kind of weird. It was a little awkward on, on TNT, and, and and I think Biz was was stoned to the bone. So, who knows? Who knows what's going on over at TNT? <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I, I would like Larkin back, but it just seems like he's not at that young stud level that the rest of the young studs are at, you know? 
do you feel the NHL is different opposed to the NFL? Obviously, there's more positions. But do you feel like the NHL will draft more talent as opposed to need? Yeah, especially because they're usually drafting like years before they're NHL ready, like two or three yeah. years before they're NHL ready, with the exception of a few, obviously. But, but yeah, they're probably just going for the, the best talent that they can. And and it's funny you say that compared to the NFL because I think you know when we talked at the beginning of the the NFL season when we started our show, you know we said which Detroit team was going to bring it home first, and yeah, and and I think I, I leaned Red Wings because they had Steve yeah. Eiserman in their corner. But but now with seeing that the way the Lions play out, like I think the Lions might do it first. Strictly because, like, anything can happen in football. You know, like, hockey, obviously anything can happen in a given hockey game, but usually, like, over an 82-game season and and seven-game series in the playoffs, the best team is going to win out. Whereas in football, if you make the playoffs, you got a shot at the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, it's just one one game at a time, which, same thing with, with, you know, but like you said, it's a lot longer season. But I feel like, you know, there's always been speculation. There's always been kind of ups and downs on GMs. But I feel like Brad Holmes has kind of made his living I mean, he, he's had some great first-round picks, but I feel like we're now we're getting a return on these fourth, fifth-round guys. Um, you know, like, you know, obviously Malcolm Rodriguez has been a starter pretty much, yeah. you know, right away. I saw, um, you know, with with Aiden Hutchinson, uh, with Thibodeau, uh, those guys are – they were talking about uh, he's got more sacks, obviously, in, in different things. And then we got um, – uh, I can't even think of his name now, Houston or, or yeah, whatever Houston. his name yeah, yeah. The, uh, junior from uh <clears throat> from the juco you know coming out of nowhere um i think he was a six rounder and and in the past you know we've 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 barely i mean we you look at our track record and our second round picks has been kind of like our achilles heel all the way back down to to the the michaela shore days you know a running back out of yeah. illinois i believe or syracuse yep. which one of you was but and then we've had you know javid best we've had all these guys and and, you know, I feel like now we're finally not necessarily hitting a diamond in the rough, but we're getting a lot of con- contribution out of these these late-round guys. And, and the cool thing about this year, I, I know we're talking about the wings, but we're get, getting a little back into the Lions here, is a, we're seeing success, we're winning games, we have a potential to make the playoffs, but we've also done it by plugging these young kids in and giving them real playing time. So there's a lot to build on next season where a lot of these rookies are going to have a lot of – a lot of snaps under their belt where, you know, usually playoff teams, you're not going to have that. You're going to have your, your veterans that are taking these snaps. So, so that's really cool. Um, you know, again, with, with the wings, you know, they started off hot this season. They kind of went up and down. Uh, they're on a little tear here, uh, running into a, a tough devils team, but I know the devils in December have had a pretty much an awful uh, record. Uh, they've kind of come back on the earth. Yeah. 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 Um, they took it, took a dip down, but, but I mean, back <laughs> on, if, if, while we're talking about the roster moves with, with uh, Detroit, the, the lions, um, you can go back to the the Hawkinson trade where we're it kind of took oh, people by surprise, but we've been yeah. And been, I think we've had 12, uh, 12 tight end touchdowns a set or is like the most yeah. in franchise history. Uh, and and offense didn't miss a beat. Been a dynamite offense ever since he left. It was no problem, and it was almost like that was the best thing for us. And and I think you know Hawkinson's gone on to Minnesota and just been you know all reliable and just tore it up. But but yeah, like you said, you know, <clears throat> are we risking paying somebody who's great? By the way millions and millions of dollars and really uh you know you know kind of hurting our team i know we're gonna have tons of cap money but now we've got these i mean i think we're even younger at tight end now and we've got three tight ends that they rotate and you know they're talking about 
I think well, I say twelve or thirteen touchdowns a season. I broke the record for the for the Lions. That's something kind of you know unheard of. Like you said, those are risk calculations. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about the Tigers or the Pistons or anything today, but kind of like th- those are things that those teams are going to have to do. And I think that's what the Tigers said. You know, their new GM said we're going to have to take calculated risk, and I think that's what Brad Holmes is doing. And I think it's really paying off because you you said it earlier. You know, I was okay. You said it kind of too. I was okay. Um, you know, if if around that trade deadline, if we held on to Hawkinson and got rid of Swift, you know, I was more so concerned. But I, I but I saw the writing on the wall. You know, there was more to gain with Hawkinson, even though he's a fan favorite. So, yeah, so you come out at, at least you know. him leaving Detroit didn't didn't make our offense any worse, and and him you know adding into Minnesota didn't make their offense any better. I mean, they're still yeah. playing close games. They're not blowing anybody out. I mean, it, it was almost like he was an expendable player and Brad Holmes saw that and, and, you know, hindsight's 20, him, yeah. 20, I know, but it, but it looks no, like, I, I, I agree. So I, mean, I that, agree. That's, I think it was calculated, but definitely smart. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But anyway, so so uh, getting out of the Red Wings, I do want to touch. We're not a big college football show. Zach's a Michigan State guy. I'm Ohio State. Uh, Michigan State didn't have a lot, whole lot to uh, talk about this college football season. Playoffs, uh, you know, no playoffs for them. But getting into the, the playoffs, obviously, and then going into Monday night for the championship game. Um, you know, as, as college football talks about the expansion of 12 games and stuff like that, or 12 teams, I'm sorry. Was this year by far the best playoffs that you've seen? Yes. Just regardless. Yes. I mean, with both games, both semifinal games being the way that they were, um, you know, especially with the way they started to where it was crazy because, you know, everyone thinks that Michigan's just going to slowly roll over TCU. You know, it might be close to the beginning, but eventually they're just going to, you know, outmuscle them. And, and that game was just a shootout. You know, TCU went up big early and Michigan clawed back and, and you know, almost made it a thing with, with the, you know, was it targeting or not targeting at the end? That was crazy. Yeah. But, but then, but then in the second game, you know, it, you, you thought Georgia was going to, you know, take an early lead on Ohio State, and Ohio State was just never going to be able to come back. But it was the opposite. Ohio State, you know, has the lead at the end. Georgia comes back, wins the game. It was, it was just crazy. It, yes, I, I would say it was the best. You know, the best semifinals that we've seen. You know, obviously, championship game has yet to be played, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I, I would think, as far as I can remember, the best semifinals. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, agree with I know being you. A um, fan, it probably hurt a little bit, especially since that that field goal wasn't even close. But, but still, I mean, you had to be you had to be loving most of that game. Yeah, I mean, that that was the toughest part, especially being a six year senior. You know, walking him out. You know, he 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 barely got that forty eight yarder through early. So I think in his mind, uh, he was pressing a little bit because, you know that that was. I mean, that was probably one. Of the, I mean, God, I mean, that was probably one of the worst worst kicks I've ever seen. Yeah, he's and, probably trying to put too much power into it. You know, it's like when you're golfing and you try and swing as hard yeah, as you can. Yeah, I think he just kind of overstroked it. Yeah. But I, I feel like Stroud played like out of his mind. That was the game that Stroud had to play. Um, he played, I mean, I you don't ever see Stroud run. He ran the ball. He he was successful running the ball. That kind of extended a lot of drives. But going back to Michigan, my I, I thought the same thing. I thought they were just gonna pound you, pound you, pound you. Obviously, Blake was out, you know. But um, I mean, the, after I mean, literally, they opened up the game with what like fifty yard run, and I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And I thought they were just going to run the ball, but I was su- surprised with still Michigan's explosiveness. 
although I don't know necessarily that TCU had much defense because I, I like their defense setup. <coughs> excuse me. They run a little different. <coughs> excuse me. Jeez. I'm sorry. Uh, they run a little different defense. They got a lot of uh, kind of tweener, uh, cornerback-sized guys, so they got a lot of speed back there. So I was surprised they were getting torched on the long long pass because J.J. McCarthy isn't one of those guys. I mean, he, he kind of opened it up against Ohio State. It was kind of cool to see that carry over um, because I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for Michigan. I'm a Big Ten guy. You know, obviously that's the last thing, you know, I want to do during the season, but it, it was cool to see. Uh, you know, I didn't want to see both Big Ten teams lose because I had my – mind made that Ohio State wasn't going to win the game. I thought we were going to kind of get, you know, rolled over. But that's why I think it was a lot easier for me to swallow the Ohio State game. Although, I mean, you know, shanking that kick, it was like demoralizing, especially when, you know, bringing in the new year in 2023 and that's how your year starts. But, uh, you know, Michigan really surprised me. I didn't think – I knew TCU could score. Um, So it'll be interesting. I I think they're going to be able to put up points – but I'm not sure that TCU's defense is ready for Georgia. Yeah, but I think the, Michigan played TCU great. The beginning of that Michigan game was weird from from Michigan standpoint to me because they, you know, they're on the they get fourth and goal and and you know rather than going up three nothing on a team that you should like you know slowly pound out they they try a finesse play on fourth and goal which is yeah like, that play really was special like you yes. know if you're gonna go for it be the grounded pound team that you are and just run up the middle and see if you get it and if you don't they got the ball at the one you know and that's and then that's the thing that's crazy is both games the michigan game that that was early on i mean that wasn't the make or break play you know there's a lot of things in it but that was really mind mind numbing then you get into the ohio state game and you know as we're trying to to kill the clock you know we're we're dicking around where we should be trying to get a few yards and that run that they had that kind of stretched outside, we lost maybe a yard or two that, that took us back to like a 50-yard field goal. You know, there were a few calls in that game, in, in both games, that I don't think they they make or broke you because I, I don't I don't ever want to be that guy that says that one call broke you because there's a lot of things in both games that yeah. could have gone both ways. You know, I think both games there was very great evidence of, of targeting that wasn't called in both games on, on you know, that would have benefited Michigan and would have benefited Ohio State. But you're not going to live and die by those penalties. So, so I think a lot happened. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, did you? Well, I mean, how? I even even asked you. I mean, how was your New Year's? Did you guys just sit around and watch football? Uh, no. Well, I watched a little bit. You know, I watched the Michigan TCU game. Um, because there were. Well, I, I also want to say because you know that first that finesse play on fourth and goal, but then two drives later, you know, Michigan catches that that ball on the goal line, which you know to me should have been a touchdown, but. You know, yeah, rules, that was rules, whatever. That. that was sketchy. But but then literally the next play, they do a quick handoff to the fullback, and I'm just I'm sitting there like, like I, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a Spartan fan, so I'm gonna pull for Michigan just because you know it's it's Michigan and we're in the same state and Big Ten and all that. But but it's, as an unbiased fan, I'm just like, why why is Jim Harbaugh refused to run his running backs up the middle on the goal line? I didn't understand it, and so I think those few things at the beginning kind of threw the game out of whack for Michigan, but. Yeah. But yeah, I, I watched that game. I watched the beginning of the um, the Georgia Ohio State game, and then I went to a friend's house to uh, to celebrate the new year. And I was just literally just refreshing my phone, and I couldn't believe that Georgia was coming back. and And then I saw the replay of the field goal, and I was just like, "Wow! Thank God I'm not, you know, thank God I'm not an Ohio State fan." Or this, like you said, yeah. it would have been a terrible way to ring in the new year. But but, yeah, was, yeah. but anyways, uh, you know, pretty uh, eventful. A couple of weeks in sports for uh, you know pretty much all of our teams. Obviously, professional. Obviously, my Buckeyes. 
Um, but, but yeah, I mean, really, I, I always kind of end everything, you know, really excited on, on that, you know, the, the outlook of teams. But, uh, you know, like I said, week 18, Lions, Packers in Lambeau, Sunday night game. That's our playoffs. Um, like you said, I don't think one way or another they're going to go into that game with one perspective or not. You know, it's, you know, our playoffs is just beat Green Bay one way or another. So if we can knock them out of the playoffs, good. If we can knock them out and make the playoffs, even better. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, Zach, as uh, before we get out of here, like we always like to do, we like to do a little roundtable topic. Uh, anything burning uh, in your uh, your stratosphere over there that you, you want to touch on, sports-related or not? Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to touch on Connor McDavid. I, I, you know, for those of you who know me, it's probably no surprise. But uh, <laughs> the, the Oilers have played 39 games, and Connor McDavid has 73 points, which is absolutely insane. Uh, Leon Draisaitl is second. And he only has fifty-eight points. I say only, but like everyone else is mid-fifties. That's you know second here. He's got seventy-three that's, points. That's, I mean, yeah, that's close to not quite two points a game. Yeah, almost though. It's stupid. He's he leads he leads the league in goals. He's got thirty-three. Um, he's tied for the league in assists with my boy Kucherov in Tampa uh, with forty assists. Um, leads the league in power play points. I was watching uh, the Oilers play Seattle in a late game game a couple days ago and dude is just not playing the same game as everyone else it is it is like i yeah. i sit there and i go this is what it must have been like to watch gretzky back in the day because he it, it, it it's like he's playing a bunch of mini mites out there it's insane and and like i said earlier i alluded to earlier he's just now getting into the prime of his career and and we keep talking about you know the talent gets younger and younger so maybe these guys will catch up and and somebody will be able to compete with him but he just skates so effortlessly on the ice and i will never stop beating this dead horse please go watch the oilers if you can because (laughs) because this guy like seriously 10 15 years 20 years whatever it is he's going to be retired and this this stuff is like this is a once in a generation because what he does is insane uh speaking of the back end of that you see this asshole in our comments over here Oh, is post another score update? Yeah, three three oh devils, Ryan McCarthy, everybody, friend of the show. Just gotta let us know his devils are playing our wings. So uh but anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, so a- as we end the show here, obviously, uh, you know, we, we should have touched on it earlier. Definitely wanted to make a port a point. We can't have a show without uh uh, uh talking about kind of obviously what happened in the NFL. Everybody saw it. Uh DeMar Hamlin, uh the situation between the Bengals and Bills. Uh, sorry, it, it, it got this late in the show, but definitely want to touch on that. Um, my thing with that is, uh, you know, there, there's the human nature of people um, is tested and, and tried in different things. And you see all these athletes coming together and, and you knew when this happened, when, when I watched it, I was like, oh man, maybe, you know, like I was like, oh, he's probably got a concussion. Then I saw the hit and he stood up and I'm like, you know, you know, what's going on? Um, but, uh, but the whole situation, the way it played out, um, you wonder if there was some kind of underlying issue. Um, but, uh, very scary and hard to believe that in all these years of football, um, this is kind of one of those, uh, first time type deal things, uh, where, uh, a, a game has been canceled. Uh, you know, obviously fantasy football has no, uh, no say in things right now, but you know, that community is in chaos, not, not for, not in a bad way, but there's, you know, that was essentially your championship round, two big, big teams with a lot of, 
a lot of players around it, a lot of playoff implications behind those games. You know, you really hope and, and kind of wonder what's going on. You know, I hear some some good uh, some good things going on. Uh, you know, some. I, I mean, he's not out of the woods; he's still in critical condition. But I hear different things. Sounds like it's good. But the one thing I talk about the human nature of th- things is um, th- there's good and bad because I feel like. Like, why does it take something like this for for people to come together? Why does it take something like this for for people to to be nice to each other, to appreciate each other? You know, I I feel like there are more nice people out there than there are bad. But I mean, this guy had a charity, and and, and before that that had happened, uh, that charity uh, he raised about thirty thousand dollars. Last I looked, he's at about six million dollars, um, and 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 that's a great thing. That that's awesome. You know, I think that's you know, it brings light to the situation. You know, we, we can all rally together. But the one bad thing is, is, like I said, I just wish it wouldn't take these these kinds of things for for people to 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 support one another. Um, you know, we wish nothing but the best for him. Uh, you know, still a, a, a long way to go for him. He's not out of the woods, but you know, hopefully he can wake up and and see the the you know the love and the outpouring relationships are. I mean, different things that people have done. Um, you know, so so definitely wanted to touch on that. Uh, that was a scary situation, obviously. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, hope nothing but the best for him. Whether that team or whether those teams make up that game or not, you know, that doesn't really matter. But it kind of shows you, you know, sports bring everybody together. Um, you know, competitive nature. There's a lot I've seen. You know, you see people fight over things, but it was cool. <coughs> Excuse me, not because of what happened, but kind of because of what happened. Everybody came yeah. together. Um, yeah, so I, you, you, know, you don't see that with, you know, teams or, I mean, Joe Burr, the quarterbacks, you know, I mean, you know, it was in, in big, big props to Zach Taylor and, and Cincinnati Bengals for um, saying, you know, this is up to you. You know, we're not, we don't need to play this game. You know, the, a lot of respect there. So I don't, I, I think that's kind of like one of those unspoken rules, you know, in sports that something like that. So tragic. Like, I, I just feel like I would be more shocked if, if, if some, if they actually, played it you know i don't yeah. know if you saw i'm sure you saw the replays and stuff like that but what was it, kind of your take behind all that yeah I, I wasn't watching the game um i you know I, I think i was watching a show and uh and and i i was just like scrolling through twitter while i was watching the show and, I, and i'm you know i'm seeing all these tweets about you know oh my god you know holy shit what's going on and and so i looked for the the replay and i and i saw it and and i i shared a similar thought on it that you did where, you know, why does it take this for, for everyone to come together, for everyone to support each other? Um, and, and I also saw people commenting on the replay, you know, saying, take this off, take this down Twitter or, or take, you know, take this replay off, which, which I don't agree with either. I, you know, when you, when you rid the public of, of the replay or the videos of, of that stuff, you know, it, it's, it's essentially the same as trying to sweep it under the rug as much as you can. Um, you know, by no means do you need to promote the video or, or use it to get likes or retweets or go viral or whatever, but, but there's no reason to take it down. I mean, this, this is, if this is what it takes for us to support each other, then, then, then there, it has to be available for people to see what happened for people to connect with the humanity of it and to understand that this is bigger than sports. And this is why, because this is what happened, you know? So that, 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 those are my thoughts on it. And I think too, uh, um, you know, even with that replay, like it wasn't like watching it, you wouldn't look at it and be like, oh, 
you know, that was a horrible hit. Like, you know, I've seen and, and they talk about it, like I've seen players get their legs snapped in half and they replay it over and over. And it's like, oh, that's gruesome, but they don't really say a whole lot. Yeah, I get it. You know, I understand he was getting CPR and that's that's a tragic, tragic thing. But, um, you know, I didn't pay much attention, not in a bad way. I just wasn't like so zoomed in on that. I was just watching the reaction of the, the players and, and the way they were consoling each other, because that's when you kind of knew it was real. What yeah. was kind of going on? So. So, yeah, I agree with you in a sense, not in a bad way where, you know, we need to, uh, you know, publicize these things. But I think the way the world is now, it's almost like if you kind of take that stuff away, it loses its, I, I wouldn't say validity because obviously, you know, here he is sitting unconscious in a hospital. Yeah. But, but mean, it, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's harder to understand what. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's, it's a issue. good thing because that's where our culture is. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I mean, not to, not to end the, the, the show on a, you know, one of those notes, but I definitely think that, you know, want to pay a respects tribute to that. Uh, hopefully he comes out. Okay. <clears throat> um, but definitely, uh, uh, from the NFL's uh, handling of it, there was different things where they said, "Oh, you got five minutes to warm up." I don't know, but I think the head coaches and the teams handled it great yeah. uh, for a situation like that. And I think, excuse me, a lot of the Bengals fans did too. Um, you know, uh, with signs and different things. So, uh, so yeah. With with that being said, just really cool to see that. Unfortunately, I mean, as far as people coming together, unfortunately, it took that. But uh, you know, hopefully, it's just one of those things where. That's why we say sports bring people together, man, one yeah. way or another. So that's why we do it. That's why we, we we enjoy doing these things, talking about these things. We're not making millions of dollars, but we just enjoy kind of shooting the shit and uh, bringing you information. Yeah. And uh, and, and to, to shout out one more thing, just to switch the subject then on a little bit of a later note, and, and since we are a Detroit podcast, you know, I got a shout out. Uh, Ovechkin, who, who moved into second place past oh, you yeah, know, I guess. Jordy Howe, Mr. Hockey himself. Um and now is on the chase for uh, 99, uh, which I believe uh, that's Wayne Gretzky. For those of you who don't understand that reference, uh, 894 <laughs> goals is what he's got to get to. And he's had a hat trick since. So, you know, he's much closer than he was. Right. Do you think, one, but. do you think that he plays until he gets it or as, as long as he's still playing well, he'll play to get it unless he just completely like pulls a Maggie and just like drops off. Yeah, I, I think if he's playing well, he'll keep playing. But if he if he drops off, I don't think he's the type that will like literally play and stream himself out until he gets it. Yeah. I, I don't think he cares about it that much. But as long as he's still playing at an elite level like he is right now, I think he'll just keep playing. And and, and if he doesn't get injured or, or drop off, then I think he's got it in the bag. Who's your uh who outside of Ovechkin in a couple of years, who who's uh Who's going to be uh, putting pressure on that record? Man, uh, we keep talking about these players getting younger and better. I think there's a lot of people that could. I mean, I was doing the math. Like Steven Stamkos, who who plays in Tampa, and 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 I'm just pulling this out because he's local and I looked these up because he's definitely not even the best player in the league right now. But I was just saying he's getting like, he's getting on the back end. Yeah, he's he's on 498, right? So he's going to hit 500 this year. So all he needs is 650 goal seasons, which is you know hard hard to do but he definitely has six seasons left in him and if he does 50 goal seasons then he's at 802 and so and and you think about the numerous guys that are better than Stamkos I, I think plenty of people could get to 900 goals you, you got a uh, Connor McDavid in that conversation 
absolutely. I think I think uh, Austin Matthews could be in that conversation. I even think if Leon Dreisaitl keeps playing as well as he could, he could be in that conversation eventually. Uh, you know, Tage Thompson's going off this year. I mean, obviously, I'm just pulling names out of hats right now. But, but yeah, I think a lot of people that it, – it's just going to be hard to match the long. Yeah. No. Plenty of guys can do it. <clears throat> I agree. Um, definitely, uh, you know, different. There's, there's, you know, records are made to be broken, but you know, it takes a long time for to see this generation of talents. But I feel like the the NHL is loaded in talent. Like you said, it continues to get younger. Surprisingly, uh, as hard as that is uh, to understand. But, but, anyways, uh, I appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Uh, this is again our playoff. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. I'm, I'm roughing it here. Uh, this is our playoff show. Um, we're going into this Packers game playoff implications. This is our playoff game. Uh, looking forward to uh, pulling this out and, uh, and shutting down Rodgers one more season. But, uh, but uh, Zach, uh, you know, I started the show. You take us out. Yeah, I, I just, you know, if we if we if we win this weekend, if the Rams win this weekend, and we win this weekend, this show is going to be crazy next week. We're going to be we're going to be prepping for an actual playoff game. We're going to be, you know, taking a deuce on Aaron Rodgers' face. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be fun. You know, let's let's manifest the Detroit Rams and the Detroit Lions to win this weekend. We'll have a lot there of fun here next week. What could be better? So that's right. So until next time. All right. Thanks for watching. For those of you on the pod, thanks for listening. You know where to catch us if you want to catch the live show: Facebook, YouTube. Otherwise, wherever you find your podcasts. For Zach Mac, I'm out. Mike. And Brown H21. Check me out. We'll see you guys next week.